We got a win. We needed a win. I know it wasn't super pretty, but we got the three amigos here. Funny how they show up when we win a game and leave me out to dry when we lose one. That's interesting. But Before anyway, that game started, I told you. <laughs> anyway, on Wisconsin, we got the win. Let's talk about it. Let's go. You are Locked On Badgers, your daily podcast on the Wisconsin Badgers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, Badger fans? Welcome to Lockdown Badgers. Thank you for making this one your first listens every single day. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. If there's a little more pep in our voice, it's because, frankly, at this point, I don't even care how you did it. You got to win. And you need this team needed to win so badly. Today's episode brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code LOCKEDON for $20 off your first purchase. And it's been a minute since we've uh, since we've done it. Let's go. This is awesome. It's a good day for me. Come on in here, buddy. Get up on that line. Oh, feels so good to hear that. Guys, uh, I'm going to kick it to you. Let's. We always start with player of the game. Is that Stockholm Syndrome? I don't care what <laughs> You it missed is. your capture? It sounds so good to my ears right now. After four straight, really painful therapy sessions, um, it's, been, it's nice to get a W. All right, let's go player of the game. Um, let's start with uh, Justin. Who, who, who's your player of the game in this one? Store. Had a double-double, 14 and 12. Um, really liked his aggressiveness in terms of rebounding. Um, he's not a perfect player. He got to the line. I think he put pressure on them that I don't think anybody else on the team can do. So I, he he's kind of our catalyst offensively right now. It was a close one for me, but I'm going with AJ Store as well. I just feel like I really liked the way he played tonight. You know, he <clears throat> didn't really settle for bad jumpers. He had a lot of good dribble drives. He was aggressive. I mean, 12 rebounds, like that's fantastic. That's what we need. And, you know, I just feel like that's that's the AJ Store that I would love to see more and more. And I expect to see that hopefully the rest of the year. So, but it was close. Steven Krause certainly played played really hard tonight and definitely made a few mistakes, too many turnovers for me. But um, yeah, AJ Store is my guy tonight. I'm going Krause. I just, for everything we said in the the four-game slump where we're, Crowell needs to score, you need him to be aggressive. And I know it's not always pretty. There's that little hook shot, shot that got swatted away, right? I know there's moments, but 16 points, 7 to 14 from the field, 10 rebounds. Like, if you get that from, from Crowell every game, you will literally never complain about him. So I thought he showed up. He was aggressive early. Um, I'm going to play early game Crowell. I totally understand why you do that. I mean, he played aggressive, which is what we wanted. You're right. He did exactly that. I felt some of the turnovers. I think he had four turnovers. Some of those just kind of like made for me, it just, it made stores night just look that much better. But yeah, I mean, it's very close for me for sure. Yeah. For me, the fact that a lot of those turnovers happened kind of during the spurt where Ohio state got back in it is why I, I can't give it to him. It's it's, he kind of had some boneheaded mistakes where it's like, just hold on to the ball. Or make a good pass. Like some of our passing tonight overall as a team, like there are elementary school teams running around with kids who don't even know how to dribble right that make cleaner passes than some of the stuff we were doing. So salty. Oh, man. that The pass from Wall that he threw across – or Klesmet that he threw across the lane to no one. That's a tough one. Yeah. That's, um, that's coming up for me in another category. <laughs> Let me throw another name out here that I thought – I'm going to throw Hepper down here. Um, and I thought when you guys – yeah, I thought one of you guys, Michael Hepper, now is going to push back because he's still not scoring enough. But he played he had two big threes minutes. though. He played thirty nine minutes, right? Like it's, that is that's crazy. 
seven assists, zero turnovers. He looked like the general. That's the general that we want to see. And I, I, yeah, I think he had a great night as well. Just, yeah, I mean, what's what did he shoot? Three of five. I mean, yeah, I mean, could have taken a couple more shots, but listen, the guy he distributed well, seven assists and no turnovers. I'll take that any day of the week. Mm-hmm. Rajiv, give me a negative. Uh, something you didn't love about this game. <laughs> yeah, a couple things. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So one is the passing that Justin mentioned in the first half. I mean, how many times did we pass? Literally, there was a guy in between, a defender in between where the ball was coming from and the, and the offensive player, and he threw it right to him. I'm like, that happened three times. I, that's unacceptable to me. I don't know what yeah. we were doing on some of those passes. Um, and the thing in the second half that really bothered me was offensive stagnation. I felt like late in the game when they were kind of down seven and then down 10, we were just kind of dribbling out the clock for the most part, I thought, and then just settling for a jumper that wasn't really a high-quality shot. Where earlier in the game, we, we went down low. And I know they switched to a zone at times. We had to adjust. But I just felt like if you play, we can play a little more aggressively, even late in games, to close them out rather than like just hoping and praying that we can burn the clock, get a decent shot, and then give them two more points. Like I didn't like the offensive stagnation in the second half. Yeah, I find it interesting. I think this team is just not the most instinctual. Like there's a lot of times with passing, it almost seems like it's premeditated. Like this is what we're supposed to do. This is the action that's being run. So I'm going to throw the ball there and we're going to get it started. And it's like, you need to look at what's going on. Like how is the defense reacting to it? What's going on once it react to it, you need to react to what's actually happening in real time Mm -hmm. rather than trying to force the issue because a lot of our turnovers are just stupid things right now. It's like swinging around. Just go back the other way with it if it's not there. Yeah. And instead, we just keep kind of banging our head against the wall, figuring, well, it worked earlier in the season. Let's keep doing it. It gets a little mechanical at times. Yeah. Yep. There, there were two possessions really quick. There was one in the first half. Chucky um, pushed the ball, great tempo coming up, and that led to that side pick and roll with Crow where he got the layup. I thought tempo sometimes does this team good. They don't think as much. They just get into their shots earlier. And then when um, – uh, Ohio State went into their one-three-one. We initially we right, went right to an X look where we're going to overload on the baseline. That led to that wide-open store shot. Store missed it, but that's really good offense that they switched right into. Got a wide-open corner shot. So there were moments of execution there. Store's going to hit that shot enough that I think it's a good look. Um, I, if I'm going to talk about a negative, honestly, I got two really quick ones, and yours are also good. I, I don't want to just say the same thing. I think the turnovers, the passing, like that's got you can't have eight first-half turnovers at home. It's a team that's not even that good. That's ridiculous. Is this the worst turnover team for the Badgers in like the last it's 30 gotta, years? <laughs> I don't know about 30, but it's got to be. Well, I mean, both the last two coaches prior to to what we had, I mean, Bo Ryan, his teams almost always were in the top in the country. And same it's, thing with uh, Dick Bennett. It's so, got to be up there. Yeah, it's. I, I would say I don't love – Here's a nitpick thing, but I don't love early in the game when Crowell and Wall both score that you take them both out at the same time and bring in Wall or Winter yeah. and Gilmore. They need to stagger them. I feel you like you afford to have them both out. Man. And then Ohio State immediately went on a little mini run. Like I just don't like taking both of your bigs out and then bringing mm-hmm. two bigs in at the five minute mark. To me, that feels odd. Um, I would like to see a stagger there. And and the other thing I didn't really love it's the it's the Klesman roller coaster, right? Like you consistently have this this thing you never know what you're going to get from him. And that's it's tough, man. Because when you're when your backcourt is down and you're out, you're out Blackwell, you're out Kamari McGee. You need more consistent offense from Klesman. Um, I would like to see him be a little more aggressive, taking it into the paint. But to attend tonight, and it's just that whole thing where he does have a bit of an on-off switch, and it's difficult when you can't find scoring in other places at times. 
I do like that he's remains aggressive for the most part. He's he's still out there shooting, so I do like that. But you're right; it is kind of those. We could get a, a ten point barrage, or we could get a you know a zero burger for twenty minutes. You know, you just don't know. No, no. I'll pull up a couple comments here. Um, Commandant says uh, a win is a win. Isn't that pretty? But sometimes getting that first win after a losing streak is the toughest one to get. Thankfully, Ohio State is bad. What are you guys taking out of this big picture? Because Ohio State Man, is bad. Nothing. I um for me. Positive momentum. Yeah, for me, this is huge. Like, we needed to see, like, the first play of the Rutgers game told you everything we needed to see. And Al Yeep Dunk, and we just looked like we're like, wait, what? Where do we play? We playing basketball today? Mm -hmm. And tonight, you saw a crowd take a three, and you just immediately saw energy and passion. And that's something I talk about a lot. I love to see it. I feel like it's a palpable thing that fans can see. And when you don't play that, have that energy, and you have a four game losing streak, like, you needed to come out and win. And Yes, you know they 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 kept it close at times. We we dominated late in the first half. We played well enough in the second half to win. And I just feel like that passion, the energy, is what we needed. So everything's still in front of us. No, we're not going to win the Big Ten. Obviously, the tournament's in front of us. Getting a high seat in the Big Ten in the, in the in the Big Ten tournament and the NCAA tournament is in front of us. So we just need to close out this season. There are going to be really difficult games. We have some tough road games: in Iowa, Indiana, uh, Purdue. Like. So those are going to be some losses, but we just have to keep doing this. And we are who we are. We're not an amazing team. We're going to have to have win some ugly games at times, but I will take a win any day of the week because at this point, we're playing for March. We're not playing for a championship. Let's just get to March and make something happen. Let me ask you guys a question. Do you think there's this team is missing that emotional energy guy on this team? The, the guy who's just kind of that out there that, their play kind of gets everyone else rolling. Are you thinking I, like a Brad I, Davison type? Yeah, kind of like that, 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 or, that or somebody that, that just brings that energy that's constantly like attacking the boards and stuff like that. that I feel like Tyler, I feel like Tyler guy. Wall does that. Well, let's put a pin on that because I got to take a quick break, but I think that's a super interesting question. I do want to take a quick break for our friends of the show, come back with that question. Plus, I know Justin Rajiv, you start a couple comments, start a couple more that you think are really interesting in there. Uh, but we're going to get into our first friends of the show. And listen, I'm not. I'm not the, the higher life form that Rajiv is. He sends me pictures with him and Shaq at these big events and going to all these places. And he One time. Vegas. He runs the 40 <laughs> before the Super Bowl. Like, I'm in I'm, I'm in a barn right now, right? Like, I'm not rubbing elbows with Shaq and wearing tuxedos and going jet setting and being in Japan. That's also happened. Like, all these fancy things. So, I have to rely on game time to get my experiences. I go to game time to find all my experiences to entertainment because that's the only way I can level up to Rajiv's level. And that kind of higher life form, right? So I get better tickets, better prices. I get the low price guaranteed, flash sales, everything you want for any type of entertainment. Go to Game Time right now, the fastest growing ticketing app on the market. Snake the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Go to some of those events Rajiv doesn't have to pay for because he just gets in. But if you're there with a ticket, you're there too, baby. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use code Lockdown College for $20 off your first purchase. Terms do apply. Again, create an account, reading code Lockdown College for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And I'm poor, so I just sit at home. <laughs> you and me both. Um, can, I, can I put up a quick comment, Ryan? Please, please. So David uh, Thering says this win is not as huge as you think, Rajiv. Step in the right direction. Yes, huge no. And someone else said that too. I I, I understand it's not a huge win in the grand scheme of things beating Ohio State at home, but I just feel like coming off a four-game losing streak when, frankly, we looked lifeless yeah. and looked like we could have gone into a straight-up tailspin in this season for the trajectory of the season, to me, this is a huge win. But there, I see your point. I see your point, David. Totally understand. But I just feel like the trajectory of the season is what matters for me. 
yeah, my takeaway, honestly, there were points during this game where I was texting with Ryan and Rajiv and I said, we're going to cough this game up. Yeah, you and, definitely said and they that. got it. They got it done. But that's because the way they had been playing the last four games, I expected them to give this lead up and get tight and lose it because Ohio State was just going to get confident. And to their credit, they got it done. I, it's not that I don't want to see this team do well. It's that they need to prove it to me that they can play at the level that they were playing at earlier in the season. So I always think moments like in the big picture, no, this is not a big win, right? But you got to, there's context with everything. And in the moment, it's a, it's like, a confidence thing for them to it, get one back in the right direction. Yeah. In the moment we're in right now in the season, I felt like this was a bit of a fulcrum game. Like if you had lost this game, this very easily could have really spiraled. Mm -hmm. It had already started, right? And then you lose to Ohio State at home. Then you're about to go on the road. So in that sense, I think it's huge. I think this is this was a must-win game to start to salvage the season. So, yes, beating Ohio State is not a banner win, but this moment was super important for mm -hmm. this team. And I think in that sense, like, I feel that as a fan. Like, I felt like this thing was slipping away. And, by the way, this doesn't mean everything's solved, but this is a step back towards the, the center of where we're trying to be. Um, oh, Justin, I want to go back to your comment here with the do they need energy guy? This is for Thomas Miller. Just pinging back off that. He said, yes, they're more business-like than anything. Reflection of the coach. This is from Pete Weisberg. Yes, they need Brad Davidson energy. Cousins shows flashes. Um, feeds off the energy of the crowd. The crowd was completely out of it tonight. I think more than anything, they just need consistent players, though. Right? Like, I I don't think – Well, I yes, think but you need that – guy. like I'm saying, the guy who's bringing that consistent energy who just like – we see it all the time in the NBA. It's a guy who comes in and all he does is rebound and get put back dunks and do all the little stuff that gets everyone else kind of rolling. They don't really have that guy. Like it's kind of wall and Klesmet has that energy at times, but they're not consistent with it where it's like, it's always there. And that guys feed off that. Like if one guy starts bringing the energy and doing positive things, guys start rolling with that and getting pumped up and excited when somebody does something big. You know, I think I it definitely has to be. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say it's Connor. Sorry. That my first thought. It's I Connor. would agree with that, but he's, but he doesn't play enough. It, well, that and he's streaky. Like you can't have – it's got to be somebody that can provide something that can be hustle or energy-related rather than just being drilling big shots. Because, yeah, when he's, when they're going in, he's – you know, that's going to get everybody rolling. But if it's not, then it, it's just kind of a, a dud. It's flat. Mm -hmm. I think it is Wall with his plays. A lot, oftentimes the way he plays, I think he brings that energy. But I think you, you're right. I, I think ultimately this team has to have – that energy at all times. So it has to be a team thing, right? Because it can be store sometimes. Store's certainly done that. Wall's done that. Chucky's done that in the past, not quite as much this year with the energy. So I, I hear you. I think Chucky provides it on the defensive side that I think kind of gets the team. I mean, that that the way he plays defense so aggressively and so high, like that can really pump up the team. So collectively, I think that energy is there. But I, yeah, no doubt, no Brad Davison guy on this team. No doubt about that. I, I, I see your point. Yeah, I think it is a good point. Guys, is it? I, I want to ask you this, and I, I think we've kind of, in a different way, talked about this, but I don't think we've really. This team has some really good individual defensive pieces, right? We'd all agree Chucky Hepburn's a good individual defensive piece. They're not Tyler a good Wall. team defending. But that's the thing. What's the disconnect, right? Because Tyler Wall's a good defender. Max Klesman's a good defender. Corral is not a physical guy, but he knows where to be. Like, he's not a sieve. Yeah. Why does this team struggle so much defensively, do you think? Given that you have a lot of good independent pieces. And we know for a fact we have a coach that preaches defense. Like, great guard, whether you love him or not, gives a crap about defense. So what's the problem? Yeah, I don't know. I, it's My biggest thing I would say right now is it looks like the rotations are just bad. 
Like we're constantly getting caught with guys going downhill and nobody being there in the lane to cut them off. And when they do cut them off, there's nobody rotating backside to stop the guy who just, he just left. Mm-hmm. You know, I would rather give up a wide open three point look. It's, you know, I would guess odds are far better that they're going to brick that than you're going to have a guy who's going to miss a layup. So we, yeah, we just it, don't have good rotations. Yeah. And to go along with what Justin's saying with the rotations, I think that that's where I put it on guard because I just feel like that you, they are individually good defenders. Clearly they, they often seem to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. One of the other negatives I saw tonight was we were, we obviously gave up like what six dunks or something like that to the, to this team. And at the same time, open threes. So it's like, they're just in the wrong place at the wrong time, which you, to me, you got to put on coaching. I mean, I feel like that's the only logical explanation for me, I guess, because I think your question is very valid. What is going on? I don't know. So you got to you got to then look at the at Greg Gard and say, like, what are or, or do we need to do something differently? He doesn't like to adapt, of course. But is it simply coaching and trying to you know get these guys into the right positions at the right time and work on those rotations? Because it just often looks like we're doing the wrong thing. Yeah, I feel like there's a part of this. And by the way, this is a couple of really good comments here. Um, from Tyler Streber, uh, Lonkers, a couple other people, Badgerman. Kamari was kind of an energy guy coming off the bench. He was. We I would agree about, with that. Yeah, a little he bit. He played really hard on defense. Mm-hmm. I think those are really good comments there about Kamari. I didn't even think of him. but I, I, I think Blackwell kind of is too, but unfortunately – well, Blackwell definitely is. But mm-hmm. him being a true freshman and also being a guy who is struggling a little bit with getting banged up right now, it's it, obviously they're missing that. I think the other thing defensively, and I wonder if this plays a part in it, I think the guys are just getting a little worn down because the, mm-hmm. the bench isn't giving much. You know, yeah. so not a lot of guys can play 39 minutes, 30. All of the starters they play That's going to be a problem come tournament time if if he's going to have to burn out the rest of the season to make it there. He's mm-hmm. going to be on fumes by the time they get there, especially if they're going to have a one-day rest. Come I mean, if we get Blackwell and McGee back, then I think that solves that 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 problem solves itself as far as, cause then, then we obviously will use the bench more, but yeah, I mean, that is definitely an issue going forward. Joe Frickleton says uh, black will some of that energy as well. Badger Pat says watching from Hawaii. That's the only way to catch Ryan and the crew just <laughs> after 6 PM here. Let's go, man. I love it. I hope you're having a good time out there, brother. All right. We'll take one more quick break guys. Any other comments that you want to find star them. We'll finish off our, our thoughts on this game. Kind of what it means going forward. One more quick break for our friends of the show over at FanDuel. FanDuel is the number one source for all of your sports betting needs. The Super Bowl's over, but college basketball's going on. Tonight's game was minus nine. I could not bring myself to touch that line. I was terrified of it, quite frankly. But if you had the guts and the golf. No kidding. Yeah. <laughs> chance. Did you? You, you, t- you, you went for it? I took it because yeah, I, the was, line I was not. Ryan, the, the was line, correct. You said six and a half. You the thought. line said to bet it based on like looking at the, the way the Vegas kind of lines work. And it just was screaming to bet it because the money was going on Ohio state. It seemed like a lot of people were going to take that because it's a lot of points for a team who's a four game losing streak. So the, to me, it was, I didn't like it, but I took it because I felt like the line was telling me to. I love it, man. And you can do stuff like that over at fanduelcom slash locked on every sport, every type of bet, futures, parlays, teasers, spreads, NBA is going on. Uh, baseball is about to start up, so it's a great time to go over at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel is the official sports betting partner of the NBA and the NFL. And uh, let's come back from this. Uh, throw this back up here. Guys, um, I know we, we talked about this a little bit, and we're, I want to finish off with just some comments that you guys have. But has this – I, I want to say this season, but really this last stretch of basketball started to solidify what you think this team might need in the offseason. Have, have, you, has it, have you gone there in your brains? 
Oh, I definitely have. I mean, they're looking at this. The 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 front court. I I don't love this front court. Um, quite frankly, that's the biggest thing that needs to be addressed going into next year. Obviously, Wall's going to be gone, but you need athleticism there, and and Winter has to take a massive step going into next year, because I think you need to have Winter borderline ready to if Crow's ineffective to basically push him off the floor and have Winter play if that's the if that's how it's going to be, because you cannot afford to have one for four, three points, four rebound appearances by Krell next year. If you if you want to be a truly high-level team, if you do get the luxury of having Store come back, your front court will kill you come tournament time next year. Yeah, I mean, I completely agree. I think it's clear that the front court's where it's needed. I'm happy with the back court. I'm happy with, you know, with, with, Especially with Chucky with and Max and Kamari and John Blackwell and Daniel Freetag. Like, I'm good with everything that we're going to have in the back court. I think the front court... Yeah, I mean, yeah, we need another four, another five. Like, we definitely just need some depth back there. I mean, we don't know what Yaldin's going to bring. That obviously is kind of an X factor. We thought we'd see him this year. So where he fits in and how much he plays. Winter, obviously, as Justin said, got to take a step. Uh, but yeah, I think it's definitely in the front court. We, If we're going to compete next year immediately while some of these young guys are coming into it, we've got to add some some depth up front. Yep, agree with all that. And I think you, honestly, I think you need another wing too. I really think you need a wing who can play a couple positions. You're talking like a three, four, somebody who can play a two or three, probably. I mean, just really? someone, because I, I feel like here's, here's my issue. I think Max is a little inconsistent. I worry that store could test the NBA waters. That's going to impact a lot of this, but I just feel like you see moments like this where Blackwell's hurt and suddenly you're, you're playing McGee or you're playing Hepburn 39 minutes and Isaac Lindsay's getting some burn. You just need another guy on the wing who can handle the ball a little bit. I think, I think we're too thin there. So a combo guard. Some, yeah, I, I would say a one through three. Somebody okay. that just gives you a little bit of ball handling that isn't going to terrify you coming off the bench. It's probably um, free tag. Well, I mean, I think Bla- I yeah, I think Blackwell can is that is that guy right now, right? When he's when he's in there. I, I honestly think free tag is going to come in, and I think he's going to be possibly the most game ready player we've had since probably Decker. I can't wait for him, man. I mean, and he's going to be so well, good. <laughs> some of the stuff that he's doing, he's a man amongst boys in high school right now, and he's been very efficient. Yeah, um, a lot of is, people are saying, don't forget about free tag in the chat as well. Yep. I, I love how athletic store is, but free tag is a different animal. We haven't had a, a point guard that's that athletic since Harris. Mm-hmm. I I would just throw the cautionary he's a freshman out there. Right? I, I would agree with that. There, and um, there's potential that the shooting isn't there right off the bat, but I think the explosiveness will be. Yeah. Yeah, we, we all love uh, free tag on this. All right, did you guys have any other chats that or any other comments that you guys start? I, I start I start a few. Um, I thought the store one was was interesting. Ryan, uh, let's let's talk about this. Oh wait, no, that's not the oh. one. I oh sorry. I don't, I don't think he's lackadaisical. I there are guys that are twitchy defenders. Chucky's got it. He's got really quick hands, and I look at store and I see a guy who is kind of flat footed as a defender. And I just think that it's like some guys are better at being on the balls of their feet. They're kind of light on their feet. He's got a really quick first step, but he's a guy who's got to load up a little bit to do that. And I just think really good defenders are guys who are just on their toes. They're guys who they may not explode to the rim as well as what store does, but they're, they move laterally really well. And I just don't think that that's what store is like. He's athletically. I don't think he's ever going to be more than an average defender. Um, I just, he's not that type of athlete. I look at him and he seems kind of stiff as a defender. I don't know, Ryan, how do you feel about it? I think he's a scorer. And I think very few people 
locked in on both ends. Is is what do I you think, think the athleticism there for him to be a dominant defender in the Big Ten? Yeah, I, I think he's long enough and athletic enough to be a really good wing defender in the Big Ten. But you, I'm just saying it's it's the special players who have a high usage rate on the offensive end and who also lock in consistently on the there's, defensive end. There's just rare. something about the way he looks as a defender to me that just doesn't scream. This is a guy who moves well as the defensively. I think and maybe some, that is an effort thing. Well, I think some it's instinctual, right? I, I don't think he he sees the game quite the same way as some really instinctual yeah. players do. But like, I also, like Chucky does. Chucky's yeah. got elite instincts at knowing what yeah. – he reads guys really well with their movements. Yeah, he Chucky's elite at it. I don't think he quite is there, but I also think it's because his mind is thinking about the next jumper. And I don't even mean that in a bad way. Yeah. I just mean like he's well, asked he's to, has score. to. <laughs> He's a scorer on this team, right? And it's really hard to ask uh, the scorer on a team to also be an elite wing defender. Um, I think he's fine there. He has moments where he's pretty good and he has moments where he's a little – he gets lost a little bit. He gives effort. I'll, I'll give him that. It's it's just he's not a guy who's highly skilled on the defensive end. Yeah, agreed there. Thomas Miller says, reminds me of Alondo defensively, not great, but could uh, if he worked at it. I wanted to talk about this. Um, it sounds like Blackwell soon, right? And McGee, we just don't know about, right? And a lot of people are asked about this. They Sebastian haven't given us any update. They said Blackwell. more than two weeks, and we haven't heard a thing since. There was, really quick, I want to throw this in there. There was a comment, and I don't know if this is true or not, uh, but Pavel says they're both out for the season. Blackwell? Blackwell's traveling, though. I don't know. I, again, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to say that it's not, but maybe. Uh, uh, McGee would not surprise me. Based off the way he came up lame and then kept running through it, I thought that there was a chance that he seriously injured himself. Yeah, McGee, McGee I would be really surprised if Blackwell was out for the year. And I don't think anyone, you know knows that yeah they, they, they haven't said that I don't, yeah i don't know if that's true or not but right. um i would that would be a major bummer um but again we don't we, know if we, need them. we absolutely need we need them both back and mcgee's provides great minutes behind chucky and and like yeah, you said yeah, energy off the bench and defensive energy and he's actually got yeah they did i did read somebody say that that he practiced so. okay and rb said after the game our guard said hopefully black will soon but we'll be a while for mcgee so that's yeah. I mean, that's great news, right? If you get Blackwell back soon, that's obviously a huge part of this bench. The bench today, guys, five points. Um, Connor played 10 minutes, didn't score. Looked, Connor looked really rough defensively. Today. He did. Um, yeah, one where he got beat baseline. That was just absolutely brutal. Yeah. Zilu yeah, I think um, – Oh, I'm the, sorry, really quickly. Spreading misinformation on the internet, Ryan. No, listen, dude, I was very clear. There was a comment in the chat, and we don't know. Don't yeah. start yeah. trolling. I don't know. And again, he follows it up with a really comment. No, no, dude. No, 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 no. It's a chat. It's a comment in the chat. And we said, we don't know. If we had information on it, we would tell you that we had specifics. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to be hard on you, Ben, but I want to be super clear. I'm not doing that. Uh, sorry, uh, Rajiv, I cut you off. Yeah, I, I just wanted to talk about the bench a little bit. Obviously, I mean, you know, I think that Winter had a couple bad plays, a couple silly turnovers, but he also had five points and he had brought some energy off the bench. I think... You know, obviously, you guys know how I feel about him. I think he's really setting himself up to be a good player in the future. He has a lot of work to do. Get Brady Collins over there, please, and let's let's work on him a little bit. But I mean, I, I think that there you can see in him. Like, I love that he has a night that he can shoot that three. Like many of our fives over the past over several years of Wisconsin basketball have had that ability. He does have it. He, I don't. I mean, he obviously not right now. He's not super physical, but. In my opinion, he projects to be a much more physical guy than Crowell has been at all. And I think he's going to really work on those moves. He can put the ball on the floor. He can move. I, I'm just happy seeing him getting minutes. And I think that he is going to be a big player for us in the future. And again, I just think he's he's bringing a little bit more every, every each time. I'm not saying he's playing great, but 
we we do need something out of there. We've talked about our front court needs, so we have a guy that I think is gonna is gonna be growing. Uh, the athleticism between the two is night and day. Right, it's not close. Winter, winter, if he puts the effort in, will be a far better player. And that's yeah. it's his ceiling is just that he can be a plus defender and and offensive player. Yep, Alien Space says Nolan Winter gives him more rim protection as well than Crow. Um as a freshman. Yeah, I think that's probably true. Now Nolan's got a ways to go. I will say this. I thought he'd be further along at this point. I, I, I agree I, with that. Um like that that movie went baseline today and just kind of traveled because he couldn't keep his pivot foot. Like there's moments he looks like a, he looks like hardcore more a, freshman, like more of a project freshman than I mm-hmm. thought he would look like at this point in the year. Um, I'm, I'm, I wish he would be a little further along, but that doesn't temper the upside and the skill set that he has. Like There's he, a lot of confidence issues with him too. I mean, he did it at the high school level. It feels like he's he's struggling with. I mean, athletically, this is a completely different world to what he was playing at in high school. I, I agree. Like if you watch his high school film, which is when I start obviously fell in love with the guy, like he, he does have that. It, I completely agree with you, Justin. You have to hit the nail on the head. It's confidence. Like that drive that you were talking about, Ryan, he lost his footing. He traveled that changes. I think with a, with the summer working out and bulking up a little bit and filling his body, his frame out to be a more big Far less ready. next year. And like, he's, he's going to be asked to do more. And I, I, yeah, I, I do think he could be that. Of course we could miss on him. I could be totally wrong, but I'm just saying like, I think he's got a lot of potential, and I do like where he – I think he will get to. But you're right, Ryan. His floor is a, solid, is a be, solid rotation guy. D- no yeah, definitely thought he'd be further along than, than he is right now. I, I give you that. I don't disagree with your upside take, though, Rajiv. I really don't. I think he is a tremendous upside. He just – this is going to be such a critical offseason for him because a mm-hmm. lot of players – listen, we talk about it. A lot of players have great upside, and they never hit it for whatever reason, right? So this is such a big upside for him, for Gus, for a couple players on this team. All right, guys, we'll, we'll wrap it up here. Um, but as always, like any last thoughts in this game, like anything else rattling around that we didn't hit on? I have a comment I would really like to put up. I think this is a Please. great comment by JP. Should Wisconsin move their student section to help the environment of the Cole Center? Very God, much yes. so, yes. So I, um, I, I sat in that student section for in the front row for three years, sat there for five years going to all the games. And I'm telling you, like, Back then, even when the Cole Center was rocking all the time, and we had like we won so many games, we lost like I think two or three games when I was in college at home. I even thought back then, I was like, man, it's so cool how Duke does it. Michigan State moved it, and other schools have done it. I understand that you need to you need to keep the seats sort of like underneath the W, like those seats behind, but the seats in front, like the seats as you look at the court, those seats can absolutely be moved. And yes, that means some some hype donors are going to move seats, but I, 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 I'm a huge believer of this. I'm glad this comment came up. We definitely need to do this, and I think that that's kind of, I think, something that maybe Mac might do at some point. Like He's obviously moving the, the program forward a little bit. It's in a hockey-type style arena like this that you're, you're a little further back, and so you need to supplement ways to, you need to add things to, to really enhance the student section, and that is something you can do. This needs to happen. It will get figured out the same time they figure out how to get the students into the student section for football. Which, yeah, don't even get me started on that. <laughs> there, listen, there is a um a, a quick response to this, regime. So Easton says, yes, as a student, please. Thomas Miller says, come on. Yes, of course. Uh, Kedrick, obviously, Kedrick's awesome. Y'all coughing up the millions to move the old people? Um, coming on, Kling says, they'll never yeah, do If it. I win Mega Millions, I gladly will. I would drop I would drop down. Here's Here's a $50 million donation from Justin. To shift, you know, you know what the, those millionaires want it like that too, though. The people, people want the the, the atmosphere up. I, I really think they can make this change, and and they, they there there can still be seats for like the high price seats. I get that, but make some adjustments. Like it needs to happen. 
yeah, you got to imagine there's a middle ground here, right? Where those millionaire donors still get the seats that they, and you have more of that student crazy interaction that it ramps up the environment and the atmosphere because it is a morgue. That place, that, that place at times does not compare it to some of the other venues. It just doesn't. And that's not a reflection of Wisconsin's fan base. Our fan base is not the problem. It's an aging, it's an aging, aging season ticket group. Like we went from back when Rajiv and everyone was there, it was probably people in their 40s who are probably now people in their 60s. But that's right different, difference. right? Like the new the new waves are there. Like they'll scream. Their head but um, it, it, you're not going to rotate out if those people are still fans and still young enough to come to the games consistently. Like it's not like a, being a season ticket holder for the NBA where it's like I may have four games this week or three games this week that I need to come to. It's, it's the arena too. You got to factor in the arena. Like when you have, if you look around the country at other hockey basketball arenas, this is the same kind of feel that you'll get. And it's the way that it's set up. But you will go to, you look at Mackey arena, you look at Carver Hawkeye, you look at pinnacle bank, you look at all these other arenas that are clearly just basketball driven. Yeah. The fans are on top of them. Just like the field house. If you think, think about the field house, that was electric, right? So it's just that the way the Cole center is structured, you're going to have to make changes like this to improve the environment. And I hope the university does it. I don't think it'll happen though. Right. Like if, if I don't think I, it'll happen. Um, I think it I think it might. Uh I want to finish on this comedy. I thought this one was good from Herb. Herb Herman. That's a great name. Herb Herman. Uh Chucky right now reminds me of playoff Drew Holiday. Awesome defensively. Not in the, seems like it's maybe not enough energy on the offensive side. I think it's a really interesting I mean, comparison. The difference there is that Drew Holiday was definitely not afraid to put up shots in the playoffs. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe Chucky in a big game will be that too, though, yeah. potentially. Maybe hopefully I'll be okay with him not doing that. Drew, if you're inefficient, can shoot you right out of a game. Yeah, that's true. But defensively, just a beast. Yes, um, absolutely. All right, uh, we'll finish up here. Kedrick says, "I can't see this move happening until the Cole Center ever goes out of date. If they ever open up a small arena, arena could happen." I hate to rain on your parade, there, Rajiv, but I don't know. I, I mean, look, I, I bet I really, you within I, the next 15 years that the Cole Center will be replaced. And either that or they'll heavily renovate it. I mean, the Cole Center's, yeah, the Cole Center's been around since I was there. So, I mean, it was, I think it opened in 97, maybe 98. Yeah, I can't remember the exact year. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I still think they will. I think that it's it's something that is it is brought up, I think, enough. I think that it's something that I'll tell you what, because Max now in charge and the changes he's making, this is just something I could see happening at some point. Um, and it, you know, I think it really should. And and you look at the field house and you look at this and you know that the atmosphere changed. So do something to, to enhance that because clearly they want to do it. Clearly they want the energy to be up. So if you want the energy to be up, the answer is in front of you. Well, to win for the program, right? Like it, energy inside big games is a recruiting tool. Well, what does every football player do during a visit when there's a basketball thing? They go to the basketball game, mm -hmm. they go to the volleyball game, they go to the hockey game because those are selling points for the university. So yeah, yeah. it's a college experience. It matters. It absolutely matters. So I, I agree with you there, Rajiv. Uh, well, guys, wrap it up here. Wisconsin beats Ohio State. Um, again, not – I think we talked about it, Not a banner win, but something that they needed to kick this season back into the right track. Mm -hmm. Guys, thank you for tuning in as always. Hope to have a really good guest tomorrow. A couple really good guests tomorrow, actually, uh, on Wisconsin. Uh, go check out Justin <laughs> and Rajiv, uh, both on Twitter, on the Bucket Report, uh, and everything they do. Again, we're all very lucky to be part of an incredible Badger community. Um, Guys, thank you, as always, for joining me. Anytime, thank you, man. On Wisconsin with my typical awkward outros. <laughs> Keep it rolling. Been.